0: and i think it's about embracing all the wonderful things and trying trying not to overfocus on i'm not saying to run away from the challenges that we have because we do have to face challenges at times and we do have to make tough decisions at times but i think it's always having a healthy balance of yes this is tough or yes this is hard or you know i'm really struggling with this at the moment with all the wonderful things that we have and not losing sight of that wonder and that amazement and that gratefulness um, that we're still here.
1: What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright? Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable, honest and courageous in all that you do? To be brave can mean so many things. To me, being brave is just that, doing things even in the face of difficulty, being genuine, standing up for what you believe in and living as who you truly are. Living with courage is to be brave. To live in this way can be incredibly challenging at times and rewarding in others. It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self so that you can be fulfilled in a life you love living to live your best and bravest life. I want you to wake up in the morning and feel excited for your day, not overwhelmed. I want you to have the courage to let go of your fear, To find the joy in your everyday life, to feel empowered to be your authentic self and live an amazing, normal life, a brave life, a life that you deserve. I know that together we are going to live our best and bravest life. I believe in the power of self-belief, because when we are our authentic selves, magic comes our way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson, and this is the When We Are Brave podcast Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I am so, so excited about today's episode. There are a few things I want to get through first, though, before we start the show. And the first thing that I want to do is to say a giant big thank you. Thank you. Absolutely from the bottom of my heart for listening to When We Are Brave I have had the most incredible reviews and messages sent to me from Facebook and Instagram and on my email. Knowing that this show is helping people out there feel inspired to live their best and bravest life absolutely has brought me to tears. It's why I started the podcast and I am absolutely thrilled to know that so many people out there are loving it and that they getting something out of it. I know I'm getting a lot out of it and I'm learning so much and I'm so, so grateful for you tuning in. To celebrate our live and to be brave, I thought it would be kind of fun if I did a shout out on the podcast next week. If you leave a comment on one of the social media posts that you see about when we are brave on my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, leave a comment and I will pick someone at random and I will do a big shout-out to you in next week's episode and say a huge big thank you. I'd love to know what you're getting out of the show, how it's helping you in your life, and how it's helping you to feel brave. I'm so excited about this, so make sure that you leave a comment You can also tag me if you want or share it. Sharing is great too, but leave a comment and then I will do a shout out on the podcast next week. So let's get into this week's episode. I am absolutely thrilled to introduce to you a beautiful beautiful friend of mine who's also like a second mum. I have known this woman for 21 years. I have cried on her shoulder. I have hugged her. I have raided her pantry. I have cooked in her oven and I have been witness to one of the biggest events in her life. Mary Borden is my best friend's mum. Mary has had a liver transplant. I don't know many people out there before I'd met Mary or before I'd gone through this journey with Mary, who had had transplants. Transplants are amazing. This changed Mary's life. She was facing death. There was no way that her body could sustain what it was going through. And it was through the gift of a liver that actually changed her life for the better. And she lives an amazing life. She lives a brave life. And everything she does, she does it with love and with gratitude and with purpose. And I'm so, so thrilled for her to be on the show today and to share her story with us. So here we go. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I'm so excited to have the incredible Mary Borden join me today. Mary's been a wonderful friend of mine for the last 20 years, like a second mum, She's my best friend's mother and an incredible and inspirational woman in many, many ways. Mary, 15 years ago, had a very bad autoimmune disease and she became incredibly ill. She required a liver transplant and has since spent her life passionately involved with Donate Life and promoting organ and tissue donation. So I would like to welcome Mary
0: into our studio today. Welcome Mary. Thank you very much Tiffany. I think it's going to be fun to be here.
1: It is going to be so (laughs) much fun. So for our listeners out there I would love for you to just share a little bit more about your journey through your liver transplant, your recovery
0: and what you spend a lot of your time doing now. Okie dokie. Well I'll start at the beginning, that's often the best place to start. Um, So around the millennium I um, found myself increasingly ...tired um, and finding myself just struggling with life in general... ...for many reasons. A lot of them were uh, emotional um, uh, reasons. Um, I'd had a marriage breakdown and also my daughter Cassandra and Tiffany... As, ...as some listeners will know were had been involved in a very tragic accident in Switzerland. And so there was a lot going on in my life. I was really, really tired... And I put all that down very much to just life and the struggles that we were all going through. And um, I'd started a new job at a school and I was really excited to be there... ...and really looking forward to forging ahead and, and you know, putting the... ...not behind, the past behind, but, but moving forward and, and making decisions again... And, ...and feeling stronger about where I was heading... And I suddenly was aware that something was very wrong with my body... ...and that um, I probably should go and seek some uh, medical advice... ...which I did um, quite dramatically... So it's um, just because of the constant exhaustion? It was the constant exhaustion but on this particular ta- day I'd had what is called a melina. Do you know what a melina is? No, tell our listeners out there okay. what a melina it's, it's, is. It's, this is very personal but it's actually a black stool, a black, black poo. Alright, okay. Mm. And, um, so I, those of you out there, if ever that happens
1: to you, go to the doctors straight, straight away, away and get it checked. Yes. It's not normal.
0: No. And I knew that it wasn't normal. I knew that something was wrong but I didn't realise how serious it was and in fact I I went to school that evening um, knowing that this had happened and told a colleague who um, immediately urged me to speak to a parent who was a doctor who immediately said I think you should leave now and go and see go to the hospital you're not very well and I said I'll do it in the morning and um, in the morning I was very very Um, ...unwell and struggling and my daughter took me to the doctor... ...and when we got to the doctors I actually lay down on the ground. And I just said, I'll just lie down here while we wait. And my daughter looked at me and said... Mom, what are you doing? And I said, it's okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'll, I'll just just lie down here. <laughs> I just and can't stand up. I can't stand I'll up i just lie anymore. on the reception floor. Yeah, that's okay. Someone <laughs> will come and see me eventually. Please don't fuss. And <laughs> Which, of course, they all did fuss. And um, they took me into one of the rooms and lay me down. Anyway, long story short, they um, sent me off for a, a, a scope, a colonoscopy and a gastroscopy to see... ...what was going on and unfortunately at that point everything came back that it was okay. So then I went on a journey of what is causing this... ...and they sent me to a...I can't think of the blood doctor's name... ...but anyway, that's okay. Um, I saw a specialist in that regard and he said, no, I really think go back to where you were before... ...and have some more scoping, which I did... And then they discovered that the bleeding was coming from varices through the gut. Now varices, for those of you who don't know, and if you're a doctor, excuse how I explain it, but they're basically tiny, tiny varicose veins that run through the gut and um, they were bursting. And so I had been slowly bleeding internally until I'd had quite a larger bleed which had shown up. Um, and um, so from there it was decided, well, varices are in your gut. They burst. they burst when they have pressure, what's caused the pressure. And that was the start of my journey that I had an autoimmune disease, uh, lots of testing obviously and biopsies to discover what it was. And then um, I was faced with the reality that this autoimmune diseases are not – curable. People can live with autoimmune diseases. We know that there are many of them Um, uh, with medical um, support. In this particular case, uh, it was explained to me that it was unlikely that I would get away with not having to have a liver transplant. So that was rather confronting. Mm, I
1: remember when we got the call Mm. to say that We've got a liver, Mm. and Cassandra calling me Mm. your daughter, Mm. my best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and um, and being up and Mm. organising accommodation. and and it was such a big deal.
0: Parents in law. Yes, Uh, yes. Cassandra did with baby Riley at the time. Yes, not Riley. Sorry, Um, would have been Georgia. Georgia must have been. Yes, Riley was a tot. Yes. yes so yes. that was
1: it was a big relief yes. and also a terribly terrifying experience for everybody because it's um it's
0: a huge operation mm. and life-changing
1: mm. in so many ways
0: absolutely the leading up to the trans I continued to work probably for another two years but became increasingly unwell I was being hospitalized more and more with horrible um, infections because my Body wasn't working properly. Basically, um, my skin was gone yellow. Um, I by by the time I had my transplant, I wasn't eating. I was on liquid food. I was in hospital, about half half hospital and home, um, and um, I was becoming very very weak. Um, some days, it really struggled to get out of bed. So li- life was pretty tough. Um, so the the day that the call came for me to have my transplant um, was was I was actually really excited, um, but that's a little bit of my I've got a bit of a rose coloured glasses personality, which I do believe is a, a god given trait, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so my reaction was very much okay, right? What do I have to do? Um, get my things together. Get to the hospital. Do all the things you know like a tick list. Right. Get out of bed. Get dressed. They told me not to have a shower. You haven't got time for a shower. Just get straight here. You'll have a shower um, before you go down to theatre. So, you know, we, as Tiffany said, the call went out to everyone. So we had everyone on board. Those, those who were um, Christian were praying for me. Um, we got to the hospital. The nurses, the staff were so excited when I got there. It was just so beautiful because they wheeled me in and the staff all went... Oh, it's Mary. That's so exciting. When's the wedding? (laughs) Because (laughs) they all knew that my daughter Nicole was due to be married in about three weeks' time and and the countdown was on and they were just so excited. And I said, oh, you know, three weeks. And they said, you'll be there. We'll make sure you get to that wedding. Um, So I was actually really excited and we we had communion together as a family and and then they took me off. And I think the fact that it was so fast was in my favour. Mm. ...because I didn't have time, much time to really get any great anxiety about it. And, and in fact the family all say that I was quite freaky... ...because I was like I was going to a party. I'm going, oh, wow, this is exciting. We well, knew life was about to change for <laughs> yeah, the that's better. Right, that's right. See you later sort of thing. Uh, but I did have a moment when we got down to theatre... ...the pastoral care worker was with me. His name was Lucas... And I looked at Lucas and the little girl in me came out and I said to him, please don't leave me (laughs) as we were waiting. And he said, I promise you, Mary, I won't leave you and I will be there with you and I will be going back and forth to the family, keeping them up to date with what's happening.
1: Wonderful to have that support. Oh,
0: absolutely. Because, I mean, obviously the hospital know that this is how people are going to be. They know better than us because they deal with it all the time and I guess they deal with every sort of... Um, ...consequence some people could be terrified and crying. But for me, my overall feeling was, as Tiffany just said... ...this was the beginning of a new life... ...and I was getting rid of that bad part of me, if you like... ...and um, and getting something new, mind you. I didn't know how hard it was going to be until <laughs> afterwards. But let me tell you, it's been worth every, every moment of despair... ...and pain and anguish and worry... Um, over the years I, as I say, I've had nearly 15 extra years of life so I'm not going to complain about all and the bits and are pieces in between. All, we're <laughs> all
1: very happy with that and as are so many people who are part of the transplant community. Yes, yes. So a lot of our listeners won't know that Mary is part of an amazing community in the Transplant Australia Transplant Games, which is actually worldwide, and we have amazing people, individuals such as Mary, who participated in the Games, where they all come together and um, celebrate their years of life, Mm -hmm. the fact that they have been so incredibly lucky to get the organs and the tissue that they've needed. So do you want to tell us a little bit about um, what it has meant to you to be part of that community? And how you live your bravest life now and how through after that recovery of now finally having all this incredible opportunity in front of you to mm. do all the wonderful things that you do.
0: You are right, Tiffany. It, it has been amazing. And, and, to you know, there are times like right now when Tiffany's just said all of that where I could just about cry and I, I, I find myself... Um, it's, I, I almost have to pinch myself to believe that this is the life that I am leading. It, it's just, um, it's just so incredible to have come from a point where in your life where you know you've possibly got another twelve months you might last, so to speak, um, to having a very full and active life. So the transplant games um, uh, are run by Transplant Australia. In, a, ...in Australia itself. There are world games as well that, that we are able to go to. Um, I've been to one. But I'll, I'll focus on the Australian games... ...because um, that tells the story for both anyway... So when I first had my transplant, the um, staff said to me at the Austin Hospital... ...and I pay tribute to the Austin Hospital and all the wonderful work they do... ...said to me, Mary, you would love the transplant games. And I went, what? Games? Like me? I'm not sporty, really. I mean, I was house captain at school... ...but that was because I was popular probably more than anything. <laughs> but um, and I was just, you know, played on the edges of sport. Anyway, the first games, as it happened after I had my transplant... ...they're every two years... ...were in Geelong. So my family and I all went down to Geelong... ...and we hired a, rented a house and we moved down there. And I played Scrabble because, well, I can speak and talk and spell... ...and surely that would be safe. And then I went around to all the different games and observed it. And as I walked around I thought... Oh, ...I can swim to the end of a pool. Oh, I can walk. Oh, I could throw a shot put. Oh, I can bowl. And I realised that the games... For some people, the games are very much they are returned elite athletes, or they 've been uh, they 've become elite athletes through their um, determination to make uh, you know their life renewed life active, particularly those who have had these sorts of illnesses since childhood and have never been able to participate in any sorts of sports for years and years and years so there are those, but there are um, I would say there are more of us like me who go along for to support one another, to share our stories and to have, have a lot of fun, uh, to challenge ourselves, to put our best forward. Um, and it's I, I describe it as a sporting carnival rather than a games because that's what it is. It's a real celebration. It's showcasing to the world that we not only have life but we use that life really well and we... we put ourselves out there and we throw ourselves at whatever comes our way and we're quite have quite a tenacity about it and it's really exciting to be in that community and and get that feeling and it's wonderful too to be able to support the newcomers who like I was at the beginning are finding their way and they're not really too sure and you know we a lot of us go out of our way to go and find those people. Oh, I haven't seen you before. Where are you from? When did you have your transplant? Oh, how are you going? And that can just make such a difference to another person to to know that they're part of a wider community. And look at all of you. You're all really well and you're all really active and you're all really... Wow, this is what's ahead for me. So it's a, it's an absolutely... Fabulous um, event run every two years. Next year will be in Launceston. The first exciting. time, first time for Tasmania. So it is very exciting.
1: That is yeah. wonderful, yeah. and so wonderful to embrace each other.
0: Absolutely, so and important. That's what it's about. It's, it's as much as look. You know, we come home with our medals, and it's really exciting. And my grandchildren love it when I come home with my swath of medals. But the rear and it is lovely. I mean, of course, it is because we we all have that little part of us. But to be really honest, the best part of it is the buzz you get of being with other people and sharing their stories and, and embracing the lives we have with all its ups and downs. Um, it's, it's, worth, it's worth it, absolutely worth
1: it. 100%. And it's a fantastic way to overcome fear for everybody yep. that's going.
0: Absolutely. Life
1: yes. as a transplant uh, recipient is challenging, has its ups and downs. Yes. There's lots of um, medications, yep. there's doctor's appointments, there's infections, there's yep. hospital visits, yep. there's... The unknown mm-hmm. is out in front of you, mm-hmm. but in the times of the highs, it's wonderful that this community of people yeah. can support each other. And it goes beyond that. Facebook's amazing for all social media. Absolutely. It's amazing for people to connect yeah. and be involved in these mm-hmm. sorts of activities. Mm-hmm. So, Mary, what I also wanted to ask you about was uh, about Donate Life mm-hmm. as a charity and how yep. you've now been working so passionately with them as a volunteer. Spreading your good news story to the world like you're doing today. So tell us a bit about how you speak, what you do, how people can get involved.
0: So Donate Life is the um, uh, national authority for organ and tissue donation and they have their, you know, offices in each each state and they also have many staff um, the, who facilitate organ donation in uh, major hospitals. My my part of Donate Life is um, supporting them in uh, community events. So it might be at the, uh, the Royal Melbourne Show, or the Victorian um, Schools Expo for VCE, um, or... All sorts of real of oh, football rugby basketball all all different um, events that donate life um, buddy up with, um, going along to those and handing out forms, talking to people, encouraging them to consider organ donation. Um, I also do speaking to groups in the community quite a lot of probus, rotary lions that sort of thing um those those requests come through donate life office and they contact me and she's Um, amazing people out there who
1: are looking to get a guest speaker yes mary is an incredibly inspiring guest speaker to live your best and bravest life
0: I'm always happy to um, help. You can contact Donate Life head office for that. And if it's not in my area, that we do have other people that do this work as well, which is really wonderful. So yes, back to Donate Life. So our role there is to talk about, I talk about what I'm doing now with Tiffany, um, explaining how it comes about that you might have to need a transplant, and then how it works for you, how... Uh, it does give you a a pretty amazing life. And I, I think the main message is that transplantation just doesn't give you life, it gives you life, like a full life that you really can get out there and live. And that people who have transplants on the whole, and it's not everyone, of course, but on the whole are people who pick up their lives again and really get back into life and put back into the community and we're not just sitting at home just breathing we really are living very um, active lives that's number one message the other message is that um, we know that talking to your family about organ donation is really important in facilitating um, that donation should you ever be in that situation and it's not an easy conversation to have no one really wants to think about what you know what would happen if however um, the reality is that some people do die in circumstances where organs can be used and if that conversation has been had with their families before that event it makes it so much easier for the family because let's face it that's going to be the worst day of your life that you're being faced with making a decision and if you don't know what your loved one's decision would be then the onus is back on you. So even if you have signed the paperwork and you're on the register as an organ donor, your family still gets to make that final decision. So that conversation is really, really important. So that's, yeah, that's my, my two big messages. We live great lives, we live good lives and that um, you have that conversation with your family and know what it is they want and let your family know what you want.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 100%. So everyone out there, you need to have those conversations. Mm. And it can be through those tough conversations that we can overcome our fear.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's interesting... when I do the talks um, out into the community, I the response is really, really positive. Um, and people, people want to know things like, well, you know, can I still have a funeral afterwards? Yes, you can. It actually doesn't delay it very much at all. There are very few... Um, religious um, barriers to making organ donation but again if you've thought about it early enough you can go and speak to your religious leader and say to them this is what I'm considering is that okay for us because I think you'd be surprised that it is mostly okay. That's a really good point too Mary.
1: because a lot of people um, may or may not have thought of those things and sometimes when it comes to that point the end of this journey Mm. um that's something that we really need to be consider and mindful of for all people exactly exactly so one my last question which i love to ask all of my beautiful guests that come in is do you have any tips or tricks on living a brave life Besides your rose color glasses, which I would actually say, knowing you as well as I do, that it's more of a glass half full. Yes. Your positive attitude to life and your gratitude, the ability to be grateful for the smallest of small things. That's one of the things I love to do most days is I look at the sky. And my uncle said to me this year, um, which I really loved, he said, what is it, Tiff, that makes you get up in the morning? Because I love the mornings. The mornings are my favourite part of the day. And I said, The sun. And he said, what, it's not your family or what you're doing? I said, no, it's the sun. It gives us all life. And I feel rejuvenated just by looking at the sky, even if it's a grey Melbourne day, like Mm. today. Mm. But it's... I think having that opportunity in, t- in your mind to know that it doesn't matter what else is happening, I'm so grateful to be on this planet. And mm-hmm. I think for those of us who have come really close to death, mm-hmm. as you and I both have, mm-hmm. it's those small things of gratitude that, um, and really taking on board yeah. um, the important parts of our yeah. life, our family, our friends, our health.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It is a, a lot of it's about attitude. It's what's in your head. Um, and your head can be very tricky at times. Don't don't to get me wrong. I, don't uh, underestimate <laughs> what's going on in our heads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but a bit like you, Tiffany, for me, it's it's very much about focusing on all the wonderful things I have. The fact that I'm still here, that I have my family, that I I, I have, you know, I'm 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 lucky. I have a home. Um, I have wonderful friends. I well, I have you know my Christian faith, which is really really important to me, and that that sustains me through a lot of ups and downs. Um, as far as you know, like you're saying with the with the sun, for for me, I live up on um, the cliff there in Frankston, and it's the bay. You know, I look out there, and I can be feeling sad, happy, despondent, unwell, e- e- any emotion that we every one of us feel. It you know, just because I have rose coloured glasses doesn't mean that I don't feel these things. But I look out there, and I think. Wow, look at that. How amazing is that? Today it's grey. Today there's white tips on the waves. Today there's three ships coming through. Oh, look at those bobbling little fishermen out there. Look at the diamonds on the water. Oh, the sunsets. When I wake up in the morning, I see the sunrise. I'm very, very fortunate. And I think it's about embracing all the wonderful things and trying... Trying not to over-focus on, I'm not saying to run away from the challenges that we have because we do have to face challenges at times and we do have to make tough decisions at times. But I think it's always having a healthy balance of, yes, this is tough or yes, this is hard or, you know, I'm really struggling with this at the moment with all the wonderful things that we have and not losing sight of that wonder and that amazement and that gratefulness Um, that we're still here and and in our transplant community that's very much the case when some I've had you know as Tiff knows a pretty hard year this year health wise Um, but as my friends would all say and it's sort of a little bit flippant in a way but it's so true oh well at least we're here to experience it. Absolutely. (laughs) I woke up this morning, yes, win. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) You open your eyes and go, okay, I'm here. What am I going to do with this day? And some days it may be that you say, today is a day that I'm going to take things quietly at home. I'm going to rest. I'm going to read a book. I'm going, whatever it may be. But I think it's really important that you don't let those days outweigh the days that you say, okay, yeah, I'm a bit tired but I'll have a rest this morning and then I'm going to um, and and really try to get that balance and try, even if it's a phone call, I find that sometimes when I'm home and I'm having a day where it is just a little bit harder, I, I'll call a friend and have a chat and sometimes that that call turns into, well, do you want to pop around for a cuppa? And and they've got a bit more energy than me and they'll call around and have a cuppa and before you know it... The day's just on and off and, and you've put that behind you. So I think it's, it, it, you do need to sometimes um, have, have some plans of what, how you're going to work through those tough times. And, and the other thing I say is remember when you're having those tough days to say, to, well, I say to myself, that's okay. I've had these days before and guess what? They don't last forever forever. And I think that's where you come unstuck. You think, oh, no, you know, and, and you get you, – you, you drag yourself down rather than saying, that's okay, I've been in this place before, it's not going to be forever, I, I know that tomorrow's going to be a better day, um, I'll plan something to make tomorrow a better day. And, and you do have to work at it sometimes. Some days it comes easy. But some days you do have to work at it and that's when you have to be brave and courageous and put one foot in front of the other and just go, I'm going to give this my best shot. It mightn't be the best I can do forever but it's the best I can do right now and I'm going to take that step forward. That is the best advice, Mary.
1: See why she's like my second (laughs) mum? She's amazing. She is amazing. Mm. Thank you for sharing all of those tools. I'm sure that they will help
0: our listeners greatly. Thank you. It's been much more fun than i thought it would be <laughs> It's not been so
1: terrifying after all. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank Good you, Mary. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to all of you. Thanks, everybody. How amazing is Mary? She is so full of life, so full of inspiration and so many incredible tips on how we can all live bravely, every single day, the hard days and the good days, every day. Mary's in my Facebook group, Braveheart, so if you want to connect with her, go into that Facebook group and join, and you can connect with Mary, and you can connect with so many other amazing individuals who are all doing their best on any given day and leading their best and bravest life living as their authentic selves. It's full of amazing tips and tricks, just like the podcast show. So make sure you head over to Facebook, into the Facebook group, Brave Hearts. If you would like to lead a brave life, if you would love to feel empowered in who you are, if you're ready to start your journey of brave, then I have the perfect thing for you. It's my new guided journal called My Journey to Brave. It is beautiful. It's full of incredible inspirational quotes, affirmations. It's fully guided. It will take you on your journey and it is your tool to live a brave life. I'm so, so excited and incredibly proud of this journal. Journaling has been a huge tool for me in my entire life. I know lots of people on the show talk about journaling, but for me personally, it really, really helped me overcome my fear. It helped me move through the hardest times in my life and I still use it every single day. Well, most days. And this journal is the perfect tool and the perfect step for you to live your best and bravest life. So make sure you go to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au and you'll find it in the shop on the website. So if you would like to know more about me or connect with me, go to my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. You'll also find a link to my book, Brave Enough Now. And if you want to know my backstory, that is the book for you. It's all about how I... Ended up in Switzerland and how I survived Switzerland's largest ever natural disaster. It's my journey to brave. So I hope you enjoy that. It's on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes on When We Are Brave, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And don't forget, leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter Anywhere you see a post about the podcast this week, When We Are Brave, and I will do a huge shout out as a thank you for listening to the show. I can't wait to hear what your comments are about how you're living bravely in your life and how When We Are Brave is helping you feel inspired and empowered to live as your authentic self. So my friends, be brave and live your best and bravest life.